0: Today's sponsor for the Ryan and Rush Show is Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in north central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Building a house you're proud to call home, Vision Homes. And if you haven't subscribed to the Ryan and Rush Show, go ahead and do it. But don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. <music> And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. We apologize about the technical delays earlier. Some pit fans tried to hack our feed and prevent us from knowing the secrets of this of this pit team. Ryan, I, I, they, hey, typical typical pit stuff that they're doing. They're they're already coming hacking the Morgantown Wi Fi. They're getting ready to to brawl. But on today's episode, we're joined by actually a respectable pit fan, someone that's from Pittsburgh, someone that's near and dear to our hearts, Noah Benick a good guy. He's one of the good guys, everyone, so so try to be nice to him. Tell us about this pit team a little bit. Noah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey,
1: thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, I mean, for those that listen to the college experience, I'm more behind the scenes for co- uh, college football and college basketball, but I host the baseball show. Um, Colby and his co-host Ryan over here, they like their bit, one of their many bits with me is they'll, they'll label some teams as like a team that I'm a, a fan of or a part of or whatever I've like, you, you know, using Holy cross basketball and Denver basketball just as two examples. I have three, I guess, affiliations with my college fandom. Uh, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. Uh, my aunt played basketball for Florida. And I went to college in the city of Pittsburgh. So Pitt has been like that big college that I've rooted
0: for the last five years or so of my life. So so you you basically stole Rich Rod from us. So we don't like you for that reason. You've been a Pitt fan. And,
2: you know, we're pretty. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh, that's Ryan. disgusting. Who did you, you gotta- invite right on the show? Uh-oh. <laughs> Pick him I- off. You know, Noah is the only Pitt fan that's ever been invited. And he even was invited back, but we may it's have a to huge honor him for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, when, Pitt, when Noah revealed that he went to school in Pitt, it was like a take two. I said, wait. What do you mean you went to school in the city of Pittsburgh? Do you like Pitt? Because like when, I, I was very adamant that I did not like Pitt, and you, you I'll give you credit—you kept it quiet. Me and Colby always ragged on. I Pitt. Did. you know, you know our famous <laughs> eat shit Pitt chant that we love to say, and yeah, everybody. I, I'm
1: smart. I know you're a huge fucking <laughs> West Virginia guy, so yeah, I went to Point Park. I got the flag back there. I played baseball uh, for Point Park, so that was the reason why I went to school in Pittsburgh. Otherwise, I would probably stayed home. But you know, and that life happens.
2: <laughs> Life does happen, and we won't hold it against you. You're you're one of the few. I, you might be the only good guy. I, I do have a couple <laughs> pit fans, but hey, man, let's get into these Pitt Panthers. Uh Saturday was a tough game for them, no matter what side you're on. I mean, us Mountaineers, we loved watching Pitt lose, but they kind of got dominated by Cincinnati start to finish, a little flat coming out of the gate. Narduzzi usually is pretty good coming off a loss. What's the pulse of the program right now just coming off that – It was a little bit of a surprise, I think, to everybody. I think everybody thought they would just roll Cincinnati, but it was the complete opposite on Saturday.
1: You know, I I think overall it's you know just okay, which is never you never never good. But uh, I think their success over the past few years have kind of bought in Narduzzi. Just one stumble each year. You go back to the Kenny Pickett uh, 2021 year; they lose early in the season in Western Michigan. I was in the building for that game. I actually had a couple of buddies playing for the Broncos, and at the time, I wasn't expecting much of that Pitt team. I was rooting for my guys on Western Michigan because I went to high school with a couple of them. Um, Having known that that was their only loss of the season, I would have been rooting for Pitt uh, in the building there. But, you know, I mean, this team, over the past five years, they've probably been a top four ACC football program. They have an ACC championship, a win over Dabo Sweeney in the Clemson dynasty, a Heisman candidate, um, right now, over the last two years, you're just trying to find out what life is like after Kenny Pickett.
0: Speaking of kind of the Narduzzi era, uh, especially everything that's going on in, in in Michigan State, there there's rumors that he he might go up to Michigan State. How do Pitt fans feel about that? Are they are they getting a little tired of Narduzzi? They do they want to keep him around? I mean, sometimes the grass isn't always greener, but hey, Narduzzi's had his blunders as well. Not only the pulse, obviously, on the program, but the pulse on your current head coach as well. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of one of
1: those. The grass isn't always greener. I've, I've experienced it more heavily, like throughout my life with Michigan, especially like, a few turmoils and coaching changes. Uh, like you mentioned, we had stolen Rich Rod from you guys in West Virginia, and then. Uh, we didn't like it with Rich Rod. We go to Brady Hoke, and I wasn't a huge fan of Brady Hoke. We changed the Harbaugh. Everybody's calling for Harbaugh's head. Now look where we're at with Michigan. With Narduzzi, I mean, you literally just won an ACC championship two years ago. But I am on the side of give him a little bit of a time here to try to – you can't replace a, a generational quarterback in Pickett the way that Pitt being – where they're at currently in uh, the college landscape, you're not going to get that guy at Pitt like a picket. He was a homegrown kid, just like Phil Jerkovic, uh, a Pittsburgh kid. There are a few things that you look back and you say, "Man, uh, they dropped this game here." Like I mentioned, the West Virginia, uh, West Michigan, Western Michigan game in 2021. You know, they run the ball on a fourth and five in the fourth quarter against Penn State. They lose that game that was very winnable. Um, so. That Western Michigan game, especially, you costed yourself a chance at the college football playoff. Uh, just a few games that you are just like, yep, yeah, that's nerdoozy for you. But overall, it's you enjoy winning seasons, and you are not you shouldn't really complain if you are winning eight, nine, ten games.
2: I think that's a great point, though, and I think we kind of ran into it with Dana Holgerson. I think we got a little bit spoiled winning seven, eight, and sometimes nine, ten games in really good years. And like you said, the grass isn't always greener. I know everybody wanted Dana out, but it's has not been as good since Dana left with under Neil Brown. Let's talk uh, Jerkovich, um, uh, quarterback. Obviously, he started at Notre Dame, then went to Boston College. He struggled on Saturday. There's no doubt about it. He went 10 of 32, even though he had three touchdowns. One of the weirder stat lines I can ever <laughs> remember. um it, the fans, booed him. They didn't. They didn't hide from that. They were not pleased with him. He kind of was. In my opinion, oversensitive called out the fan base. Um, coming over from Keaton Slovish last year, who was a little bit of a letdown as well, and obviously following Kenny Pickett, who was a first round pick with the Steelers. How does the fan base feel after two games with Jerkovich? I mean, he's he's a home he's a hometown guy. They want to get behind him, I would imagine, but not the start that they were looking for under Jerkovich. And you're what eight in college? It feels like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he spent two years at Notre Dame, transferred from. Notre Dame to Boston college for two years. And now uh, at least five here with Pitt (laughs) as he returns home. And he had some injury issues over there at BC Um, hoping for a fresh start, but you know, the the first game against FCS Wofford, it's hard to take away anything positive or negative in those type of games. When you just run up the score on uh, the Terriers Um, against Cincinnati, we weren't really expecting that only what 10 of 33 was his line. And, Honestly, the offense in general didn't look good. I mean, I, I think it lacks a little bit of an identity. You have, uh, in that game, three running backs had action. All three had six attempts. None of them really did anything. Um, you look at how Pitt fans have treated some of these teams over the last few years. In my recent memory, I mean, we booed. Uh, I, for, forgive me for saying we. I don't usually do that for Pitt. But they booed Kenny Pickett. Uh, They lost to Virginia in game one, one of the years. And then uh, what New Hampshire, it was only, I think, yes, 21 (laughs) and nothing that half. And they weren't happy. Then it turned into 77 zero and everybody forgot. But uh, I mean, you looked at last year with Keenan Slovis, the fans were actually right on that one. You turned to Nick Patty, the fifth year guy, he knew the offense. He knew a lot of the guys in there. Um, That, that offense still struggled and, I mean, it goes back to Narduzzi, where he gets rid of uh, Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator that had aided them to the offensive or to the uh, one of their better offensive years with Pickett ACC championship, Um, and you replace him because Narduzzi just wants to hammer the ball, run it down everybody's throat, and (laughs) hasn't worked over the past two years. There is a kid um, behind uh, Jerkovic here that has some hype. He's a sophomore and Christian Velo, but. I, he, in my opinion, he doesn't offer that experience that Patty had and the, the knowledge of the offense that Nick Patty had last year. I think this is Jerkovic's team, and the fans just have to ride him out.
0: We did an episode yesterday, kind of outlining the history of the Backyard Brawl, and it, you know, it was a little biased. We 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 did our favorite West Virginia games. Everyone, go check it out. Obviously, there's been some great games in the Backyard Brawl when you've met 105 times. It started in 1895, back when Pitt wasn't even Pitt. It was what the Western uh Pennsylvania University or something yeah. like that in the first game was was eight to nothing but honestly Noah how do Pit fans feel about the backyard brawl like you feel like some Pitt fans are always like yeah we can't wait good game it what it took too long for us to get it going again a game that never should have left other Pit fans feel like Penn State's our real rival you know we we play Penn State who cares about which is absolutely ridiculous what, what is the honest pulse on Pitt's feeling of the backyard brawl rivalry itself? You know, I was kind of thrusted into this uh, Pitt fan base r- just
1: recently. I would say I'd give it five We're years.
2: We're sorry. I think
1: that, you know, there's always that fear of going down to Morgantown to play this game. Um, that's always never desired. Uh, however, I think having a rivalry is great uh, i think it's a game that you always circle on your schedule uh that you know brings excitement to each and every football season whether it's going to be a good or a bad one and i mean for a time here Pitt didn't play neither penn state or west virginia so it was like what are we doing here if we're not <laughs> winning eight nine ten games and competing for a conference championship so yeah and I think they look forward to this West Virginia game. Over the last f- five years, they played it what three, four times. Uh, first time going to Morgantown, correct? Uh, in the like last eleven years, right?
2: Yeah, no, so. that's a, they, You're thinking of the basketball side.
1: Oh, am I? They, they, yeah, hey. they just
2: renewed it. They just renewed it last year. I am it, more of yeah. a
1: basketball guy than a football, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: you're getting <laughs> you're getting them confused, but yeah, no, this is uh, year two of a four year deal, and then they're going to renew it here um a couple years they're going to take a couple years off and then they got like a 6 year deal down the road but i mean honestly who even knows what the future of conference or uh, college football scheduling is with expansion um no let me ask you this um, you you mentioned that you're a newer pit fan do you have a favorite memory of the backyard brawl i mean i i think that every pit fan is unanimous where they almost unanimous where they're going to pick the one game that uh, I don't ever mention, but I mean, <laughs> would it be last year for you just because you're on the newer side of being a pit fan?
1: No, it, it goes back to 2011. Like I've always liked to watch college football. Um, and for me, like waking up each Sunday morning, it was never about NFL. It was always going to watch the ESPNU uh, college football show where they had all the U animations with all the uh, mascots they had going on. Uh, the Geno Smith years were some of West Virginia's, uh, m- more exciting in my opinion,
0: uh, just on the outside. I loved that game. This is, this is why you're a respectable pit fan. You're, you're choosing the games, West Virginia one. And that's, that's why we like, you Noah. Know, but the problem yeah. is, is you're gonna, uh, you're gonna get marinated in this pit fan base. We'll bring you on again next year <laughs> for this game. And we're going to be like, yeah, you know, that Noah guy, we don't like him anymore. So we're we're going to uh, have to find someone else. But of course, o- o- only giving you a hard time. But speaking about it, obviously Ryan brought it up, is this is year two of a year four contract for West Virginia and Pitt in football. Um, kind of bringing it back. The last time they played was 2011. Um, then they have a break, in six, and then they play again in six years uh, for six, a six-year period. What that That's obviously one got to change. Do you see... Pitt staying in the ACC. Where do Pitt fans want to go? Do they want to join the Big Twelve? Do, do, where, where, how does this play out in this world of conference realignment? And where does the backyard brawl stand in the midst of all that?
1: You know, I think I think the Big Twelve offers a little bit more stability. And like we've mentioned earlier, like it, you have a rival in the Big Twelve, and that would automatically, you know, up your value in that conference. I see, like in the ACC. Um, there's the, the ones that you circle are Clemson where we've lost uh, four of the last five years. Um, you're circling Florida state who looks pretty dang good this year. Um, and Miami who has not been themselves in the last in the since 2000, you know? So I, I think you're, you're just looking for stability with all the ACC noise and, you know, Florida state looking to buy themselves out of the ACC, along with, you know, Clemson and, There's some unrest with North Carolina. You just, as Pitt, you're not one that's uh, determining how this is going. You just don't want to be left behind like Oregon State, like Washington State. Pitt being a good-sized market, not one of the majors in the U.S., I think they'll be fine wherever they land. However, it's just you want to make the move. You're, in my opinion, I'm viewing this as – you know, Colorado. Uh, just don't be late to this. Thing. Be proactive.
0: Just, yes, exactly. just to See it ahead and move. Yeah. Well, especially too. I'm sure Pitt is this year as well. Speaking of their schedule, is last game of the season's at Duke. I mean, who knows what Duke will be at the end of the season? But Duke already looks off and running. You know, they got UNC. Like the when you look at this Pitt schedule, it gets. It's we'll we'll talk about your predictions in a second. And don't forget, you got to play Notre Dame every every couple years as well. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, you're definitely from a cultural standpoint, and of course, the backyard brawl a way better fit for for the Big Twelve, and in in our opinion, and it would be a lot more fun anyway. So, I digress.
2: Yeah, no, I I as as much as I hate Pitt, I want Pitt in the Big Twelve. I want this game every single year. I think everybody wants it every year in football, and then twice in basketball. Um, all right, no, I know you're busy, man. I know we got uh the college football experience kicking off here in a couple hours. Real quick, your final game prediction, and don't worry, I won't give out your address if you pick the wrong team. And what is a season prediction for? How do you think Pitt will do the rest of the year, sitting at one and one through ten games? How do you think the rest of the season shakes after Saturday night's backyard brawl?
1: I think uh, I'll give them a flat number. I, I think they're seven and five team on on paper and with the schedule. Uh, you go to Virginia Tech, which is you know, a a tough place to play at any time. And they're going to hope that they don't play at night uh, in Blacksburg. They also go to Wake Forest where Dave Clawson has Mm -hmm. that thing rolling Um, at Notre Dame. Notre Dame looks pretty legit this year. And Syracuse, I mean, with the shredder uh, with Schrader, their quarterback so far, it's it's tough to take away anything that the orange men have done so far this season. Uh, They've just rolled over to tomato cans, but uh, they look, Quite good, and they're favored on the road at Purdue at night. Uh, so I, I think that's five losses for Pitt. Um, and it could be six. Looking at West Virginia here, Better be uh, <laughs> last week, Pitt's D line struggled against the run, and Narduzzi had a rotation of uh, a couple of D linemen, uh, I believe it was four uh, in that rotation. They were gashed for 216 rushing yards. They made some adjustments in the second half. They looked a little bit better in the fourth quarter. Um, and they're going to stick with some of the adjustments that were made. So in week three, the depth chart displays those changes going forward. Uh, two co- the two co-starters at D tackle um, are David Green and Devin Danielson. Both of them are sixth-year seniors. So you look to think like, hey, we'll, we'll move out the two that weren't, uh, you know, as as good against Cincinnati. Um, No offense to West Virginia, but Cincinnati was projected second to last in the Big 12. Uh, The Mountaineers were right there with them. So early this week, betting markets had no idea where to put this game. This thing had ranged anywhere from Pitt minus one and a half to West Virginia minus one and a half at home in a rivalry game. I favor the home dog Um, right now. I know Circa opened this thing at minus two. Now it's minus one. I, I would I would take West Virginia to at least cover. They probably win this game too, only being a, a wow. one point spread in most areas. My so man. I, I, so nice. I'm thinking this is a seven and five season. They'll pull off one of those upsets on the road, uh, in particular, probably either at Virginia Tech, if that's an afternoon game, or at Syracuse, because Syracuse might be a winnable game. I, I think it's a seven and five season for Pitt.
2: Do you have a score prediction? Colby went 24-22. That was his official yeah, score Colby's
1: prediction. Colby's a wild man so far this season. He's hit a couple of these. Um, putting the pressure on me, I think it's a low-scoring game, honestly. I don't think mm-hmm. either one of these offenses are going to have too much success. I think it's going to be you know, a 24-21 game. West Virginia wins it.
2: I like to- it. There you You're go. Back off. on the show. <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah, you had uh, no. Like when you said, "Oh, actually, I think West Virginia might win this game." You had a couple people drop off the live, so we know who what uh, Pit fans were turning <laughs> in there. But,
1: but the hey, trolls, nonetheless,
0: it, it, it should they, be a great game. When I game. Uh, when,
1: when I stated my affiliation, they might be like, "Oh, this guy's just acting as a Pit fan for these guys. Like they're not actually bringing on a real pit fan." You know, they're they're third on the totem pole of three. That's what they are.
0: Well, you're bold enough to wear the hat on our show, and yeah. like you said, the reason that you're the respectable pit fan is because they follow they they fall three on the totem pole. So your
1: color it, scheme's not too bad. I think the blue's a little <laughs> bit darker
0: than we'd like,
1: but <laughs> uh, geez, it's, they,
0: uh, that 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 color. I there's a lot of like just headlines in this rivalry. I've never <laughs> seen a rivalry just so heated over colors. It's it, it's uh. crazy, but hey.
1: Yeah, we can't make up our mind either with Pitt. Like you go from the navy blue to the light blue now and the gold to now the kind of yellow. I don't know.
2: <laughs> hey, Noah, make sure you set a reminder in your phone around, I don't know, 11 o'clock Saturday night that will you'll be receiving a call from me, probably <laughs> singing you a nice song, little sweet Caroline, and it's got a couple of verses after that. So I'll, after I'll be, a couple of beverages at the game too, I, I'm sure I'll my voice will be nice and warmed up for you.
1: I'm in New York for a wedding uh, that I'm uh, my cousin's wedding this weekend. So that'll be nice. Uh, that'll, that'll actually probably be
0: perfect timing. That'll be actually, amazing. you should play it. Ask the DJ to play it. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, mate, we'll, we'll put we'll put a friendly wager on it or something. But Noah, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. We appreciate your insights, uh, especially when it comes around to baseball season. We had you in the past talking about some Mountaineer baseball. Uh, so yeah, we're look, looking forward to having you again on in the future. Coach um, Mazie's
1: last season this year. Yeah. Yeah. One.
0: yeah. Hey, couldn't couldn't think of a better time to win yeah, one. Yeah, JJ
1: Weatherholt. You got one of the best players in the Big 12, one of the best coaches in the Big 12. Kind of everything's pointing your way this season. So no
2: right.
0: doubt. No, no, time, time to go out there and just do it. But anyway, Noah, thank you so much for, for coming on. We we really appreciate you, brother. Um, for all our Always audience fun. out there, uh, thank Thanks, you so y'all. much for joining us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to actually get Ryan and I we will break down this game, give our thoughts, our predictions. Oh, I wonder what our predictions are, Ryan. <laughs> uh but no, we'll we'll explain it more in, in in the Xs and Os of course. And then I mean, hey, we're we're 3 days out. We're we're just over what 72 hours. It's it's going to get real. We'll be around the whole tailgating lot in Morgantown. Uh we'll be handing out some stuff. So so we already got plans, got a couple bumper stickers, got a couple hats. So come find us. We'll we'll give you some free merch. Uh, we actually have a couple uh, people with their coal miner hats saving us some room uh, uh, for, for us to put our stickers on. So so happy to do it anywhere, but we'll we'll be out, we'll be early, and be cheering on this Mountaineer. So go Mountaineers, beat Pitt. We'll see y'all back tomorrow for Happy Hour, five o'clock here on the Ryan and Russia. We love you, and let's swing. Let's sing some Sweet Caroline
2: on Saturday. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys tomorrow.